Hello! Welcome to Raising Eco Minimalists, a podcast that acts as a community and a resource guide for anyone raising kids who care about their mind, body, community, and planet. I'm Laura, your host. I'm mom to a six year old son, and half the time, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel super lost and alone, and that's where this podcast comes in. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. I'm your host, Laura, and thank you so much for spending time with me today. On today's episode, we are chatting all things zero waste or low waste Easter with kids, and we will dive into that content very quickly here. But first, I just wanted to give a life update since I feel like it's been a while. So, If you've listened to past episodes or follow me on Instagram, you may know that my family and I downsized our household items by about half and packed up and moved five hours north to a little town on Lake Superior, Minnesota. And we have been here almost five months now, which is really bonkers to think that it's been almost half a year. But here we are, and I'm slowly starting to piece together some content, more about that move, more about our downsizing journey, and all sorts of other things regarding the pursuit of a simpler life. So we are still in a rental, which is why the quality of the sound might not be quite up to what some of the previous episodes were. Don't really have a great space right now, but we are hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the latter side of the house buying process. So I'm hoping that we will be getting a permanent place very soon. And one final thing, of course, before we dive into our Easter content is that if you haven't, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Spotify is so easy. You just go to the podcast page and click the rating button and click five stars (laughs) and that's it. They don't even have a review option and Apple is a little bit more involved, but not much at all. It will still only take you a couple of minutes, but I do link to two resources in the show notes with instructions on how to do ratings and reviews for both of those platforms. So thank you in advance. It really helps the show and it helps to connect with other people that are raising kids in a mindful and conscious way. All right, so that is it for updates. So let's get into our zero waste Easter content. Now, of course, my little disclaimer is that it's obviously not going to be 100% zero waste. That's why we kind of go with low waste. As I like to do with a lot of these episodes, I've got a few statistics for you to kind of put into perspective just the vast number of resources that go into these types of holidays that we, many of us at least, celebrate. I'm going to be talking about the Easter bunny, Easter egg, Easter basket, Easter egg hunt type of content, not the religious aspect. So 
And the other disclaimer I'll quickly say, and then I will promise I will get into the content, is that I don't know if you know this, but the Easter Bunny is very good at accommodating specific requests to match certain lifestyles, such as an eco-friendly one. So you can certainly write the Easter Bunny a note if you want to do some of these things, and I'm sure that they will be very accommodating for you. So, all right, let's dive in. So according to a study from 2021, out of all the people that are celebrating Easter, $21.6 billion goes into those celebrations. And that averages out to about $180 a person. When you think about that, that's really wild. That's a lot of money. And I certainly don't spend $180 on Easter and neither does my husband and my son certainly doesn't either. But that is the average. So a lot of money is going into these celebrations. Of that, $3 billion is for candy only. $3.6 billion is spent on clothing. $3.7 billion is spent on gifts. And breaking down the candy a little bit, 91 million chocolate bunnies are sold each year. And 16 billion jelly beans are consumed, which is enough to wrap the earth three times. And last for the candy, 1.5 billion peeps are sold. Now, I don't know if you're on team peeps or not, but either way, that's a lot, that's a lot of peeps. So if you imagine all that money going into resources, I'm guessing you can imagine that it's not necessarily the most eco-friendly or minimalist or eco-minimalist friendly holiday. But the good news is that you can make some pretty simple swaps that will help towards your eco-minimalist journey. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I've split up this content into five main categories. So it's the plastic, the traditional plastic Easter eggs and the egg hunt, Easter baskets, those basket fillers, dyeing eggs, and clothing. I won't spend a ton of time on clothing because I do already have a couple of podcast episodes that relate to it, which I will mention when we get to that section. So, but it was quite a startling statistic of over $3 billion spent on clothing. And if you know about fast fashion and textile waste and stuff. That's that's a lot of clothing that is being purchased for one day. All right, let's start with the p- traditional plastic eggs. So you know those, the colorful, thin plastic eggs that the Easter Bunny brings to usually hide some sort of little goodie in it and then hides it around the house or in the yard. So again, If you want, you can write the Easter Bunny a note. And if you want to, what we've done is in the past, we have asked the Easter Bunny to reuse 
the plastic eggs that we already had on hand. But there are some alternatives to those plastic eggs, which I will mention, that you could purchase ahead of time and then just request that the Easter Bunny use those. And I am sure that it will be very accommodating because it has been for us. So traditional plastic Easter eggs. You can, as I've just mentioned, reuse the ones from last year. This is what we've done. We've used the same ones probably three or four years now. And of course, they break over time and stuff, but we haven't bought or purchased new ones except for this year because we were hoping to be in a house before now. And so our Easter items that we leave out for the Easter Bunny to use are in storage. But I did go to our local thrift store. They had plastic Easter eggs available. And so we are going to request that the Easter Bunny use those instead since they're secondhand and used already instead of having to have the Easter Bunny use new ones. The other options are they are there are paper eggs. They're kind of like a paper mache, but they open. I saw them on Earth Hero, which is kind of a eco equivalent to Amazon. I will link to them in the show notes. They looked pretty cool and you looks like you could decorate them if you wanted. And those would be ones I would imagine that you'd want to have the Easter Bunny reuse year after year. Similarly, there are also wooden eggs that you can get on, like Etsy has them. They also open, you can decorate them. So same premise here. I will also link to those in the show notes because those looked really cool as well. A couple of things for the actual egg hunt is you can request that the Easter Bunny hide the eggs outside if it's going to be nice out. I'm from Minnesota. Currently, we still have two feet of snow on the ground in some places, and we're supposed to get four to six more tonight into tomorrow. So I don't know if the Easter Bunny is going to be hiding eggs outside this year. doesn't seem likely, but some years we've had gorgeous spring weather, so it really just depends. But you can request that because it's really good for us to get outside. It's a great way to connect with nature. And if you want to learn more about that, you can check out my episode with Jess Purcell on the nature connection with kids. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Or you can just scroll down to that episode. Another option, if your family does not partake in the Easter egg hunt, or maybe um, you have older kids that aren't into that anymore, then you can go on a litter hunt instead. And at the end, you maybe have a fun activity planned, or maybe that's when you can get the, if the Easter Bunny leaves gifts, that's when you open your gifts or whatever. You can kind of make it your own, but that's another option. Or you can do both. You could, after the Easter Bunny comes and leaves the eggs, then you could celebrate your morning and then potentially go and pick up litter. It'd be a great family activity and a good way to get outside and help the earth. Next, let's go to baskets. So the actual basket itself, you can skip it. You can use something you already have. So my son 
likes to use his Halloween pumpkin. And so we usually will just leave that on the table for the Easter bunny to put stuff in or for my son to use when he's doing his Easter egg hunt. Of course, you can shop secondhand. One thing that I did want to mention is to skip the Easter grass. It's plastic. It's plastic grass. I sometimes forget about it because I've had cats pretty much my whole life and every single cat that I've owned has tried to eat the Easter grass. And so we've asked the Easter bunny not to leave it out for us since the cats might eat it overnight before we are able to wake up and get to it. So you can skip it all together. Otherwise you could use shredded paper, um, rip up paper from your recycling, or I know they do have actual paper grass equivalent. You can also use packaging materials. Sometimes they come with that shredded paper and all those would be good alternatives if you really want to use the grass. All right, basket fillers. And these can also be fillers for the eggs too, if you have want to make some requests for the Easter bunny. So my, I think the first year that my son did an egg hunt, there were the Annie's cheddar bunnies and the chocolate bunnies. Those were what filled the egg. And so it was a nice plastic free, essentially. I mean, there was still obviously the main packaging, but it was a little bit smaller. So th- that's kind of a fun thing to do. If you, if you have kids that like those. Some other options are, of course, secondhand toys. Always look in your buy nothing group for little trinkets or cars or whatever. Puzzles are always a good one. See if you can do a puzzle swap with friends to get some new to you ones. Books, clothes, I don't know, socks fit great in an Easter basket. <laughs> we like to do spring items. So that would be a fresh set of chalk or bubbles or stuff to do outside. Of course, always crayons, colored pencils are great options. Little coloring books. You can put coins in. We've done that too. And also bulk candy. We personally are trying to cut back on candy because my son still has some from Halloween. But obviously candy kind of comes with Easter for most people. So bulk candy is a great option and you can get those jelly bellies or jelly beans or you can get chocolates wrapped in foil and all sorts of other things. A couple things that I wanted to note about the candy is if you can try to avoid candy with palm oil. You may have heard about palm oil before. If you haven't, I would recommend Googling it or uh, searching on Ecosia. You can look for some that, that don't have it. And when I was researching for this episode, I found that for Easter candy, because so much gets sold, it's, I believe, second to Halloween, that a lot of companies will switch using some of the other ingredients for their chocolate, for example. So a lot of times they'll use cocoa butter or something for Easter to make it cheaper and production easier. They will often switch to palm oil. The problem with that is that uh, natural habitat is being cut down at a rapid pace to meet demands for 
this particular type of oil. Uh, I read one statistic that said 80% of orangutan's habitat has been destroyed in the last 20 years for palm oil. So it's, I'll be honest, it's hard, especially if you have limited resources and places to shop. We, like I do in our new town, and sometimes the alternatives can be a little bit more expensive. So, but just be mindful of it. Take a look. And even if this year you just look at the candy that you buy and notice that it has palm oil, it's not an invitation to feel guilt. It's just to raise awareness so that you have a whole year to plan for the next time around. One other thing that we have done is you can put clues in the eggs to do a scavenger hunt and then have a bigger prize at the end if you don't want it to do a lot of the smaller items. So those are all some basket filler items. One particular, I'll go back to the chocolate quick. One particular chocolate that I really love is Alter Eco. It's ethically and sustainably made and the wrappers are compostable, which is kind of fun. So, and they're delicious. The truffles are chef's kiss. All right. (laughs) Next up, we are going to go into egg dyeing. 180 million eggs are purchased for Easter only. And 79% of parents dye Easter eggs. So that's a lot. Additionally, 10 million egg kits are sold a year. I I was shocked when I went to Target recently and saw how many egg kits there were. I mean, you have like egg kits with accessories now. It's, I was, it was almost overwhelming. There was just so many. So here are some of my tips to make it more eco-friendly. Consider using natural dyes. If you search on Pinterest or Ecosia, which by the way is E-C-O-A-S-I-A, and it's a eco-friendly search platform that plants trees every time you do a search. It's great. I love it. I use it on my phone, on the computer, everywhere. Anyway, (laughs) just wanted to point that out because I think this is the second or third time I've mentioned it. So if you do a search for natural dyes using kitchen scraps, you can find some gorgeous, gorgeous options. I'll be honest, at this season in my life right now, in our really small kitchen, a really small space, I just don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. So we just do a super basic like food coloring. That's really all we do. You can mix colors. So it can be a great science lesson, which if you want to learn more about that, you can look up my episode with Medina of Science Teacher Mom. talks about fun science things at home that are also easy. And this would be one that I think she would be in in favor of because you can teach kids how to make colors. You can talk about all sorts of fun sciencey things with it. So that's what we do. Just use the food coloring we already have and we use reusable cups. I mean, that's really all we do. So my tips would be to avoid kits with the accessories, the extras, the stickers, the glitter, the stuff that's going to quite frankly go right to the landfill. As far as buying eggs, look for eggs that are locally laid. A lot of times, if you know people that have chickens, you can find eggs that already are beautiful colors. They come in all sorts of colors. Otherwise, try and buy some that are for sure cage-free. We're not going to get into that, but cage-free is kind of one of those things that is like uh, a greenwashing term, essentially, because it doesn't have a ton of standards. But 
if you know a brand that is a free range, cage free, try and pick that and uh, help support local farmers that way. Plus, local eggs taste delicious. <laughs> and finally, about eggs, don't forget to compost the eggshells. Or if you don't have compost, you can crunch them up and use them in your garden or look up eggshell uses on Pinterest or Ecosia. You'll find tons of options. All right, last but not least, the clothing. So I've got two episodes I want you to check out if you're interested in this. One is with Addie Fisher of Old World New, and she gives some fantastic tips on thrifting kids' clothes. Additionally, I have one with My Green Closet. Erin is her name, and that one is all about a capsule wardrobe for kids. So maybe not necessarily quite applicable for this Easter if you don't have a capsule wardrobe, but something to listen to and keep in mind for future holidays. So first, wear what you have. Honestly, this is the easiest, the most eco-friendly, and the least expensive. (laughs) So wear what you already have. If that's not an option, see if you can swap with a friend or your buy nothing group and see if somebody has an option for you that you could either borrow or that they don't need anymore. There are kids clothes companies that will rent clothes and you can rent just one or two pieces. If you type in kids clothing rentals in a search bar, you will probably find one. And again, it might be a little bit too late this Easter, but certainly something to keep in mind for next Easter. I don't know about you, but my son refuses to wear any type of nice pants or jeans even. And so for me to buy them is not worth it because he doesn't ever wear them. And I'm not going to buy a pair just for one day. And then finally, of course, thrifting is an option too. Thread Up is one of my favorites. I'll put a link in the uh, show notes that if you use the link, you'll get $10 off and I get $10. And so we can buy all of our kids close <laughs> from from thread up. It is honestly one of my favorites. I shop there whenever I need secondhand clothes for myself and my son. All right. That is about all I have for you today. Again, we talked about alternatives for those plastic colorful Easter eggs, Easter baskets, basket fillers, egg dyeing, and clothing. Whatever you end up doing, I hope that you have a great Easter if you celebrate. If you have something that I miss that you do in your family, please let me know via email or you can send me a DM on Instagram. My cat is having a sneezing attack. This is real life, you know. Join me again in a couple of weeks for a great guest interview. It is my first interview with repeat guests. Yes, I said guests. It's my first interview with two guests. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye.
I really hope you enjoyed that episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. As always, if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review and a rating on Apple and Spotify. You can find out how to do so in the show notes. Additionally, if you want to reach out to me with questions, comments, reflections on the episode, you are always welcome to do so via my email or any of my social media platforms also linked within the show notes. Finally, please remember that in order to live sustainably, it has to be sustainable for you. Thanks. Bye.